Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns post-game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. That's Espo. Gerald Bourget will be joining us here shortly. Listen, I know we normally start these shows with our three points, but we're going to throw that out the window for tonight. We're going to start this one by yelling about Pat Bev. The Los Angeles Lakers are the biggest frauds in the NBA, and Pat Bev's the biggest clown in the NBA. Suck it, LeBron. Suck it, AD. Suck it, Jenny Boss. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I thought, I honestly, I know in the pregame show, we talked about probably like the likelihood of seeing shenanigans from Pat Bev was pretty high, right? By the time the shenanigans happened, I really thought we were in the clear. I was like, okay, I kind of forgot Pat Bev was even on the Lakers tonight. Oh, to be to honest, be completely yeah. honest with you, I didn't think we were going to get anything like this. And then all of a sudden it went from zero to a hundred real quick. Because that's what Pat Bev does. He's, he's a, just the <laughs> ultimate fucking troll and honestly he's a he's a big ass hoe yeah like just straight up just the softest motherfucker in the nba he has like and even devin said it after the game like stop pushing dudes in the back that that's a that's what they would say is a bitch move that's a bitch move like you can't do that like man up and and, and if you want to fight let's let's fight but don't be pushing dudes in the back. That's like some silly playground bullshit. Oh, my God. I hate Pat Bev Yeah, so he damn said much. push him in the chest. Like, if you're going to start something like that, at least do it with a player who sees you coming. Like, yeah. like if it's 1v1, that's fine. But don't be don't cheap shot him. Yeah, you know why he doesn't do that? He'd he's get his chicken. ass beat if he did that. Like, he, this is the second time we've seen this exact move against the Phoenix Suns. Straight in the freaking back by Pat Bev when his team had absolutely no chance to win a game against the Suns. And tonight, non-factor across the board for Pat Bev, except for this push in the back to DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton. He could have not only hurt, it, hurt DA, but he could have hurt his own teammate, Austin Reeves, who was right under DeAndre when he shoved him. Yeah. Honestly, like, I think the biggest thing about Pat Bev is that this is now a theme, right? He's got a track record of this kind of stuff. 
And it's getting to the point where I understand that he's probably towards the end of his career. But at what point in time does the NBA put their foot down and say, this is one too many times. So we've mm -hmm. had to have this conversation with you. The punishment is now much, much more severe mm -hmm. because it's exactly like you said, like the, the type of things and actions that he's showing, especially the ones with the sons, like are legitimate situations where you could seriously injure somebody. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I, I just again, there's no room for it in the NBA. Um, you know, we if you don't want shit to escalate to another level like it has done in in in, in other seasons, and I would just basically mainly say decades, um, you can't have dudes like Pat Bev flying around unchecked. Like that just can't happen. Um, and honestly, this is I'm not going to go negative, but this is the second time this has happened. The first time I understood because it was the playoffs and you don't want somebody in an elimination game or in a clinching game to miss the finals. Totally get that. Somebody needs to clock his ass. Yeah. Like somebody, the next, hey, just like in baseball, when you throw at somebody's head, guess what? There's retaliation. Somebody needs to check this dude. It's got to be one of these sons. Otherwise, they're, they're, they're always going to be viewed as soft or kind of punks. Like you got to back up and knock this dude on his ass, like hard. The guy that should have done it was DA in the situation. Because if you look at the clip, most of the sons have their back to what happens they turn around after it's happened and they don't know but by the time really da would have gotten up there's like eighteen thousand oh, yeah, people mean, in front of him so it's hard for him to do that like well, i'm just saying I, and i'm not even the only one that really knew what went on sure and i'm not even saying that it needs to happen it needed to happen tonight i'm i'm next saying time like next play, time like yeah when this dude goes up or when this dude's like not looking just Mm, right in his fucking back. Put me on a fucking 10 day. I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Well, come on. Let's Wayne go. Wright's the guy that's built for this. Josh Akogi <laughs> could pull it off. I know Josh has some I, sass in him. I think you do it at the opening tip next game. You just walk. Somebody lines that's, up behind him and just fucking pushes him the yeah. second that the ball goes up and just be like, this is our house. Don't screw with us, you know? Honestly, like as much as I want to like I'm, I'm on board with you guys here, I don't think that it's fair to even put that on the Suns. Like no. we know the rules of this game. And yes, things get a little bit out of hand. Yes, we want people to be aggressive and get a little mean sometimes when they're playing the game of basketball. But within the realm of basketball actions, this is just outrageous. And I don't think it needs to be on a Suns player or any player around the league. I honestly think the league needs to step in and say, this is not acceptable anymore. This is the last strike. You're suspended, you're fine. And then next time you're done. Yeah. This is the kind of thing that if it happened in the eighties, Pat Bev wouldn't remember what zip code he's in right now. Oh, yeah. So they, that oh, yeah. would have been an all-out brawl if that had happened in the 80s. And I get that it shouldn't be on the Suns, but somebody needs to Raja Bellum. This isn't I mean, the 80s anymore, though. No, but I, that's I wouldn't not, mind. That's not the agreement that all the players and the league have come to anymore. It's just not. I wouldn't mind to turn back the clock night the next time the <laughs> Lakers are here. Throwback night. Let's just throw back to the 80s. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see what all comes from this, but you're absolutely right, Saul. D book said it best after the game. Stop pushing guys in the back, push them in their chest. Like if you're gonna do something like that, at least do it to where a guy knows that it's coming and stop pushing people in the back. I need, that's just I need outrageous. That on a shirt. Push yeah. me in the chest. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like as like Charlie, the late great Charlie Murphy said, like, hey, if you, you slap somebody, hey, guess what? Hey, somebody's gotta go. 
Somebody's got to go. And this dude pushed two guys in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, psst. hey, gone. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not happy about this. Pat Bev, Pat Bev's a hoe. Cut it out, okay, kid? Cut it out. Not cool. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's get into tonight's game. The Phoenix Suns defeat the Los Angeles Lakers 115-105. Let's start now with our three points. Saul, you want to start us? Yeah, let's go. Let's uh, run that clip. I need that music, baby. Let's go. Uh, Tonight, uh, my my number is 24. That's the amount of points between Damian Lee and um, Dwayne Washington. I thought that they did a, a nice job off the bench. Uh, kind of stabilizing the Suns. Uh, they hit four. They were four for ten combined from three. Uh, Dwayne Washington, I, he's a bucket. He's just a certified mm-hmm. bucket. He needs more time. Keep running that music there, Emma. Let's go. Let's keep that music flowing all the way through this thing, baby. Let's go. Um, yeah, I, I just I really like their energy and what they brought to the table. And you can even throw in a nice little six piece from uh, Ish Wainwright if you really want to and make it thirty. Am I supposed to be able to remember a number? Because right now all I see is red <laughs> after thinking about Pep Everly. But actually, 16 to 4 is my number tonight. 16 made three-pointers from the Suns, four from the Lakers. That's your difference in the game. Free throw discrepancy doesn't matter at that point because math wins out, as we know. Mine is 25 points. That's what we got from Mikel Bridges tonight. I feel like he had himself another one of those semi-quiet games. Uh, and I'm liking that we're seeing this more consistently from, from Mikel. It's not super consistent just yet, but more consistently, and I'll take that as a W. Well, uh, we're going to drop a poll in the chat real quick. We want to know what you guys think. Uh, our ideas for king of the game. We've got Mikel Bridges, we've got Dwayne Washington Jr., and we got Devin Booker. We're going to put that poll in the chat. I want you guys to vote on that. Let us know what you think, and then we'll get back into that here in just a little bit. Or you could even put me as the DraftKings king of the game because I got the point spread exactly right. hey Nobody <laughs> wants that song. <laughs> uh, you guys want to talk about Mikel Bridges? Let's do it. Let's talk about Mikel Bridges first. So Mikel Bridges, again, I feel like it was, I don't know, it wasn't overly flashy, but every time I looked up, it was like another Mikel Bridges three, another Mikel Bridges three. Like I said, he finished with 25 points. He was 7-5 of five from deep tonight, 10 of 17 from the field. Are you guys feeling like, okay, is it fair to ask that Mikel, or fair to say Mikel Bridges is officially the second option on this team? Yeah, I believe so. I know we were talking about who that would be yeah. this year. Is it fair to say it's Mikel now? I, I honestly, I, I believe so. I mean, like, listen, we, the thing we asked for at the beginning of the season was DA and Mikel to step up. Um, especially offensively and, and, and really command um, the ball and, and, and do the things that we believe will take them to another level uh, in terms of an NBA championship. Well, Mikel Bridges is, is attempting to do that, especially the last several games. Um, he's, he's played very, very nicely on the offensive side. He's been assertive. He's taken some shots that in the past I would have been like, what are you doing? But those shots are going in right now. He's, I, I think he's playing at a very high level, which is which is fantastic. Uh, and I, I hope that continues. But, yeah, I, I would without a doubt, it, you don't even have to hesitate right now. It is absolutely Mikhail Bridges is the second option, and it should be. I don't think they have a second option right now. No? I think they got Devin Booker, and they've got two third options in Mikhail and D.A. I mean, Mikhail, 25 tonight, but 13-13 
previous nights, 23, 15, 8. Like, it's all over the place. I need consistency if you're going to be my number two guy, and I'm not getting it yet from Mikhail. I love what we're seeing. We're seeing flashes, but I'm not willing to say definitively that he is the number two guy on this team yet. I don't think anybody has proven that they are, even in Chris Paul's absence. You don't think that he's th- he he deserves that kind of attention or that kind of praise based on just – if you just compare him and D.A.? Because D.A. That's, hasn't done okay, anything. But that's like saying I got two bad options, so I got to pick one now. Like, I, like I'm not going to yeah. – I'm not grading on a curve. Like, the Suns don't have a second option is my – is my thing right now. They don't have a consistent second option. They've got McHale, who's trying to figure it out, find consistency, but still isn't there. I need it night in, night out if you're my second guy. If you're if you're Devin Booker's Robin, you can't not show up offensively every third game. Uh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I get that. But out of the options we have currently available to us i would say he has to kind of be that second option but i by do default. agree I, by default I, yes i, I, I do I, agree I, though I, would, I wouldn't say by default i would say by effort i yeah. would say that at least at least i see somebody who wants to be the second option out there if mikhail bridges is doesn't find consistency offensively and he's the number two guy all year this team ain't getting where they want to go i get go. that but what a, but the bigger picture is that I think Mikel is closer to finding that consistency than not. And I think he's closer to finding that consistency than anybody else on this team that, that's who fair. could be the it, number two by guy. Default, right At now, least he's we're the seeing guy. the growth from Mikel. We're seeing the effort from Mikel. Yeah. He wants to be that number two guy. Is he's, it going to take some time? Maybe. But at least we know, like, we can see it with our own eyes that he wants to be that he's, guy. He's close, the closest person on this roster right now to being number two. Uh, especially with what little we saw from Chris Paul early in the year. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got our poll in. So out of uh, the votes that we have so far, we've got 22% for Devin Booker, 54% for Mikel Bridges, and 24% for Dwayne Washington Jr. I'm glad you guys all voted for Mikel Bridges because so did I. And I went ahead and... Uh, <laughs> called the audible and named Mikel Bridges our draft king, king of the game. I'm really happy for Mikel Bridges. Again, he finished with 25 points. He had six rebounds, uh, five of seven from deep and 10 of 17 from the field. Congratulations to Mikel Bridges on being the draft king, king of the game. I feel like we've gotten a lot more Mikel Bridges king of the games early on this season than we did last year. Yeah, and I think part of it is because we put the Booker rule in place That's much fair. earlier this we year did. than we did last year. But McHale's deserved it. I mean, it, as inconsistent as he's been at times, he has had those big games. Mm-hmm. You know, 31 earlier in the year, 23 spot, 25 tonight. There are those flashes where he is the top dog, uh, at least, uh, you know, outside of Devin Booker so far this year, which wasn't necessarily the case at the beginning of last year. Yes. Uh, also, like, yeah, again, like, I, I understand what Espo's saying in terms of the consistency, but it, it's, Mikhail is, again, the, the way he's going about doing this makes me feel a little bit more optimistic in terms of his, his growth on the offensive side and, you know, really his, his, his want or desire to be a more reliable piece of this puzzle. Um, and I'm not saying DA doesn't. It's just DA is going about this a different way right now. 
Um, and, and obviously even when you look in the chat, it's like half the chat is like DA was fantastic. Look at his plus minus and he had 15 boards and all this other stuff. And then there's another half that's like, he needs to do more and he's not doing everything. He looks like he doesn't really have any interest in being out there. And it just, it's all over the place, uh, for DA right now. And I think that this game is kind of a microcosm of that. In the first half, he only had a couple of points and, um, it just looked like he was kind of going through the motions and in the second half, he picked it up. Um, and he finishes with 14 and 15. So a lot of that came in, and this isn't slanderous, but a lot of it came in that garbage time towards the end of the game. Like, so I give him his props for the 15 boards, but he was also the guy that was, you know, primary around uh, freaking Anthony Davis tonight who dropped 37 and had 21 boards. So you got to take that into account too. I've saw people, uh, some of the girthlings saying, oh, he's, He's played great defense tonight. When your main assignment drops 37 and 21, I, I don't know. I, I I am still skeptical of what I've seen, and it felt like sleepwalking for three quarters in a lot of ways. Yep. So we did get a super chat from Michael. Thank you for your super chat, Michael. And it had to do with this conversation. He said, we have a max player who has no desire to score whatsoever. He's playing like he knows a trade's happening. Do you guys get the feeling that, um, like, I've seen a lot of people talking about, like, does DA want to be here? Is DA happy here? No, that was a huge storyline at the start of the season. Do you have any gut feelings or vibes that maybe he just isn't? I, I, or... I, honestly, like, I've been watching DA all season. I, I can't tell. I can't tell. I can't tell if it's just, um, you know, I could see how maybe he feels like we've gone back to last year where he's not a focal point. Uh, down low on the block like he was at the beginning of the season. Um, I can see, you know, a little being disgruntled about the fact that he did not um, end up being able to to be traded or or be, be allowed to sign with Indiana. Um, but I also understand that, you know, DA has shown that he is a professional um, in the past. And, you know, last year when he was going through the contract stuff, he didn't let it bother him. Um, and I, so I, I don't know. It's DA is such an odd, odd cat to try and pinpoint because like even when he came off the sideline one time tonight, um, Monty said something to him and DA just kind of laughed. Um, and I think Monty kind of had a smirk on his face too. I couldn't tell if they had like a, they had a funny moment or what I, I, I again, DA is probably one of the most impossible guys to figure out right now because of his his Bahamian kind of upbringing and attitude and he's just kind of letting things kind of roll off, which he, I think he does a good job of. Yeah. Um, but it also can reflect in people's perception of him on the court in terms of how he goes about doing things. From day one, everybody's like, he needs to slam the ball more. He needs to slam the ball more. Um, well, that's not all it's all about. It's it's There's a lot of other things that go into this. So it's a complicated it's a complicated thing for DA. Has DA changed or our, has our perspective on it? DA change because of the large contract and now wanting that potential to be reality for it to be something more. Because I feel like at least in these two seats, it's our perception that's changed more than DA well, you, has changed. You could say that it's been a little bit of both because his stats are down a little bit yeah. from last season. Yeah. But I do think a lot of it is the perception. I mean, how... I honestly don't think that unless D.A. goes and plays for another team or just completely balls out of his mind here in Phoenix, he's ever going to lose the, well, you're the number one pick. 
you're a max player. Yeah. You should be playing like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like there's never not, we're never not going to do that as a collective. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's tough because DA is such a valuable player and he can be so incredibly good on this team yeah. and for this team that it's such a hard spot to be in because you're like, you look at him and you're like, man, you, you can be that guy. Yeah. Are, are either, but, you, but then you don't see it that often. Are, are either of you first children? In your yeah, family? I am. No. Okay. As a first child, there's a lot of expectation, mm -hmm. a lot of pressure, a lot of, I don't know that I can live up to this, right? I feel like the number one pick is very much like that. Mm -hmm. That there's just there's this level that you're expected to reach. You're supposed to be the example of 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 what everything should be, and you don't live up yeah. to it just because it is built up so much. And I think that gets in Da's head. Yeah. So so there's a question going on in the chat right now by several people. One of them being your wife, uh, saying, "Do we get to the finals without Da?" Um, and my question is a resounding no. We don't get to the finals with, with uh, without DA. Two However, years ago, I, yeah, two two out oh, two yeah. years ago. Um, but this isn't that that year. You know what I mean? Like that. This is we're talking about this year. And right now, uh, no, we don't get to the finals the way DA is playing. No, there's there's not a chance. There's there's no chance. You can't look at the Suns right now. The only thing that's keeping the Suns in the conversation for a championship at the moment with all the injuries, right? Like let's just say this playoff started today is the fact that the rest of the league is kind of mid too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody's kind of playing at a kind of a, a you know, an un uneven level, if you will, compared to the past. Um, but DA's level of play, it has not shown you that he's um, a, a key cog or a reliable piece enough to get you over that hump. If you're playing against a superstar team, um, like you might see in the West, you know, like you might see against the Nuggets or um, or, or, or the Bucks or whatever. So it, it, it's it, it's it's very complicated. What I need to go do is go back and look at the beginning of the season, that finals year, because I feel like DeAndre Ayton didn't really turn it on until January, February that year and then hit his stride in the playoffs. So maybe. Maybe we're being harsh critics now, and there's still a chance that we see that DEA again. Where we're sitting right now, though, I, I don't know. I also it doesn't think feel the same. Chris Paul is also really valuable for yes. DA, so that could be a factor yeah. in this whole situation. But, I mean, we've talked about it a whole lot. We'll continue to talk about it, but I think we should put a pin in it for... For tonight. But, but real quick is like, listen, there's a difference between DA of the past and DA right now. Okay. And I'm not saying that DA might not show up in the playoffs. He did. He did against the Pelicans, um, but he wasn't really too much of a factor against the Mavericks. You know what I mean? So if you're, if you're going to get praised him for one series, you also got to, you know, question what was going on in the other series. And that's why, um, you know, that's why people are, are kind of iffy on, on where we're going with him. You know, like, listen, we all hope for the best. We all want him to do well. We all want him to succeed because that means that the Suns are going to succeed. But it's a complicated um, situation right now with D.A. for a variety of different reasons, which nobody can really pinpoint um, straight. And, and listen, I get he was a plus 16 tonight. Trust me, I get that. Um, but plus minus is probably one of the most overrated fucking stats in the NBA. Okay. I, I looked it up real quick here. The first 17 games of that uh, NBA final season, he averaged 14.2 points. He had games of four points, nine points, five points. Like, 
Again, not great offensively. The difference was he was averaging 12.3 rebounds uh, that year. Which gone down for the most but, part. But to me that says let's not – Let's not fully say he's cooked. No panic button no, just no, yet. No, no, but like, no. There's still that he he could hit that point where offense starts rolling, like we saw that finals year, uh, and and maybe things will look better. But inconsistent is is has been his hallmark. So. I I I want Da to succeed. Same. Uh, like we I, we all want Da to succeed. It's frustrating when you see something like what you saw in the playoffs two years ago and not be able to get you know, uh, uh, at least 80% of that kind of effort on a, on a night-to-night basis uh, during the regular season. Like, I shouldn't have to wait until the playoffs to finally see what, what DA is all about. Like, we should get that more. We should get his playoff performance. That playoff performance should be the new floor two years later. It right, should be. it should be. I mean, you're seeing a guy who's always fucking hurt on the other side drop 37 and 21. Like we can't get twenty ten on a night to night basis. Like that that's my frustration with him. And I think coming into the season, that was everyone's expectation. Yeah. Like twenty and ten should be a, a normal night for DA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not being afraid of contact. That's that's what it has to come down to eventually. By the way, we've got almost three hundred people watching live right now. Welcome everyone. We, we only have forty likes. Get that liked up to a hundred. Maybe I'll uh maybe I'll give you another Shout out today because there is something to celebrate. This oh, is, okay. Is, uh, we we've been harsh, okay. We've had some anger because of one Pat Bev and and a little bit with Da. This team is in first place in the it Western is. Conference it right is. now. It is. So keep that in perspective. Okay. Well, there you go. You There's heard the man. Get this. those likes up <laughs> uh, while we wait for those likes to just constantly be rolling in. Let me tell you about our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Thanksgiving is a great time Mm -hmm. to get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because you're already around your family, right? So you can make your bet to win your money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Then you can make a side bet with your favorite cousin or your favorite aunt or your favorite uncle. And you can put a little, you up the ante, right? Maybe you get extra leftovers. Maybe you get to take the pie home at the end of the night. Maybe you get to pie somebody in the face with a whipped cream. I don't know. Whatever your thing is. I've got the flip side. If you don't want to deal with your family, you can just spend your time staring at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, making some wagers, and completely ignore them as well. I mean, that's very true. You could definitely take that route. But right now, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX, and you can place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with that code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout out to Zal, who hit the nail on the head. You called it. You had Suns by 10 tonight, and it was exactly that. And then you also took DAs over mm-hmm. on the rebounds, mm-hmm. and that hit too. Yeah, ding, I'm ding, a genius. Ding. We can go ahead and say okay, it. Okay, okay. Let's pump the Two for two there. tonight. But you, you, did, you were two for two Saul, tonight, so I'll give you, you that. you were a genius this evening. <laughs> Uh, you know what a genius idea is, a genius plan? To listen to Saul and place your bets accordingly. Yes, that. But nah. also, Friday and Saturday, to come hang out at Four Peaks for some U.S. and Mexico World Cup match watch parties. So we had two watch parties already this week, Monday and today, and both of them looked like they were the most fun oh, yeah. watch parties in this entire city. I don't know if you guys all saw it. 
uh, on our social media, Instagram at PHNX uh, Sports. It was so much fun watching those videos. Like I got hype from watching the videos. You know, oh I couldn't yeah. even imagine what it was like there. You, you know what's better than watching the videos? Being there. There you go. That's I was there I was today. Saying. We had uh, we actually had rising coach Juan Guetta in there um celebrating and, and having a good time with the people it was fantastic the, the environment is unlike anything else for the world cup the the u.s game yesterday the mexico game today phenomenal we'll be there again friday for the u.s versus england match and then again on saturday for an epic mexico versus Argentina back-to-back games that are just epically important to both countries it's going to be a freaking awesome we already have over 200 RSVPs for each event. Um, as of right now, it's going to be a packed house. You got to come early. You got to come ready. You got to wear that red, white, and blue or that green, red, and white um, and be ready to go because it's insane. Are, are we going to get another kegs and crepes, beers and breakfast? Oh. Is there another early morning one no. like today? They, they're, nah. all, they're all roughly around 11 a.m. is when this, the festivities they're, start. Yeah. It's free, so register right now. The link is in the description of the show. It's also in the chat. And as a reminder, uh, beer specials. So you, you, what more can you ask for? All right. Let's keep going down our three points. Saul, you brought up Damian Lee and D. Wash. You also threw in uh, Ish Wainwright in there. Mm-hmm. How, how are you feeling about these guys tonight? Listen, I love Dwayne Washington, but mm-hmm. it, it feels like money does this to me every year. When I fall in love with a player, he decides he wants to bench him. Jock. Jock. <sighs> <laughs> now now Dwayne Washington I'm starting to feel I'm I'm feeling you I'm nervous? feeling the wash you nervous like yeah I you know I'm I'm ready to see this guy play a few more minutes and then I just I have a feeling I have a feeling that when Landry Shamit comes back all those good <laughs> vibes are going to be gone uh and go right back to the bench so um I I do like Dwayne Washington's shooting uh he's a little sloppy with the ball yes um sometimes his playmaking abilities uh, it, it's a little it's a little whatever but I, but yeah, Let him work through it. he needs to get into that to that groove. He's been fantastic, and then obviously we know about Damian Lee. Even though um, my man Gerald Borgay completely jinxed him by talking about his fourth quarter shooting percentage from three, and then he didn't hit one tonight. Didn't hit one. Not so. in the fourth quarter. Not he not was quarter. three of five from deep, yeah. but it, he didn't have one in the fourth quarter. And yeah, I 100 so, percent with you. Blame Gerald. So we can blame Gerald. Yeah. Yep. So everyone yell at him when he gets here. Okay. And then you know what Ish is going to bring to the table. Again, I really wish Ish would have just linebackered Pat Bev's ass all the way to the freaking 200 level uh, at footprint. But, you know, it is what it is. And he's he's a he's a feel-good guy out there on the floor. He can hit the perimeter shot. Um, he plays tough. I mean, it's, it's, it was great to see. I, I give Ish a lot of credit, too, because the other night uh, he was – way off uh, coming back that first time getting minutes and that could shake a guy's confidence. It doesn't get to play a lot, but he came out tonight uh, and, and shot well, uh, you know, so, so kudos to him doing that, doing the little things. I, I like seeing a guy that works his ass off on a two way, getting some of those minutes. So I just really like these guys. Like, I feel like they're just so easy to root for. Yeah. And Damian Lee, Damian Lee, I don't think any of us can honestly say we expected this from him. His level of play, the attitude and energy he brings to this team, 
I, I that that was a great sneaky signing by James Jones. This I, offseason. I didn't know what to expect with Damian yeah. Lee. I, I thought you know we were just getting a guy that that would be able to back up some people, but you know you don't want to really expect too much. And then game one, he came out and, and proved he was a lot more than that, and and he he hasn't looked back since. Um, I, I he's he was a fantastic ad. Um, and so was Jock, and so was Dwayne Washington. Yeah. Listen, Dwayne Washington's on a two-way contract. Um, okay, Dwayne Washington, low-key, might have potential to be what the Suns hoped Landry Shamit would be. Yeah, yeah, a million percent. I think with more attitude, what yeah. you think they need is a little, little less, bit more edge, a, a little less defense. Yeah, but shooting-wise, for sure. Yeah, you know, and Damian Lee is, is an interesting case because he was in the shadow of Steph. His mm-hmm. brother-in-law. And it's easy for people to assume, oh, he's only here because he's this guy's brother-in-law. Now he gets to be his own man here, and he's shown he can shoot when it counts. He's got that attitude. He can give you give you a jolt off the bench. I like it. And, and I give credit to James Jones because a lot of us were skeptical of, of that move. Like, oh, great. Wow, you got a 15th guy off the champions. Good work. But but he's definitely shown that grit that you need on your bench to come in and help you win some games. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about Jock Landale because we've seen a lot of people in the chat asking about it. Man Rock said there must be a deeper issue with Jock. Where's the insider scoop? Bench Monty. Um, I'm, I don't have the insider scoop. Hopefully Gerald will have a little bit more insight for us. Of course, on Sunday, Monty basically spoke to Bismack's physicality, not like, not just his size, but more so the physicality that mm-hmm. Bismack brings that maybe Jock doesn't ha- have as much as Biz does. Um, tonight, I don't know what the answer is going to be, if it's the same idea, or maybe he just thinks that Bismack is, is. Bringing something to the table that Jock isn't in practice right now. Well, look, I mean, obviously Bismack stopped Anthony Davis tonight, so uh, that's exactly <laughs> why you played him, and there's no no need to question it. I think that's the thing that's a little bit con- like confusing to me is is nobody was able to stop AD in so a way that was like impo- like worthwhile. So why not? Yeah, give Jock a chance. Yeah, and that's not a knock on on Bismack. I, no. I like Bismack as well, but. I don't I don't get with Monty's rotation sometimes. Guys will play for multiple games, feel like a big part of it, and then completely drop out uh, of a rotation. And we saw some weird lineups tonight. Yeah. You, know, you saw Dwayne Washington, Ish, Damian Lee, uh, I'm spacing on, uh, Bismack, and like, it, like Booker or McHale. Like, that's a very bizarre lineup. And I get it, you're shorthanded, but... But just weird rotation still. Monty is is obviously trying to figure out who will stay in the rotation uh, when we get those ro- those minutes kind of tightened up in January. Uh, for for Monty, guys that stick in that second unit are the guys that are consistent. Um, and I think Jock uh, from time to time has has been a little inconsistent. Um, and Biz is a veteran; he's been in the league for for years. Um, so I think there's a little bit more trust. Yeah. That that Monty has with Biz, he, he, at at some point he will develop that with Jock. Um, but I, I'll I'll be honest with you, the the number one thing Jock has got to start doing, 
he's got to hit that outside shot. Yeah. He has been struggling big time with that outside shot. Um, and when you're not hitting that outside shot, you're not as much of a threat from the perimeter as you once were. Um, so then your value starts to decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I like what he does down low, like, again, he just he, he needs to be a little bit more consistent from the uh, from the perimeter. And he's a little slow of foot when you're having to guard athletic bigger men. Um, and so, you know, la- uh, the last game, this game, I think those are two instances where that was kind of an issue. Uh, hopefully in the next game, it won't be. I will say this. There's no questioning his hustle. He's a guy yeah. that runs back up the court, fills that lane, and gets easy buckets that way, which we didn't see at times tonight. Mm-hmm. So I would have loved to have at least seen if in a three, four, five-minute stretch, you could have gotten some easy buckets out of him. Espo, your point tonight was the three-point shooting. Yeah. Uh, how you feeling about the guys from deep? Well, they they shot 47%, which is good. I mean, the league average is 36% this this year, so they're 11% above that. They shot 34 of them, which is pretty high. But when you compare it to the Lakers going 4 of 22, 18%, I mean, that's the difference here. And it can overcome the fact that the free throw discrepancy – was 35 to 5 mm-hmm. in favor of the Lakers tonight. So it, the fact that the Lakers got to the line kept this game close, but what busted it open, got it back to double digits, was the Suns' ability from behind the arc. Uh, and like we talked about, it's math, and that's, uh, that's a big reason why the Suns won tonight. I love math. <laughs> I, do, I did not when I was in school, but I sarcastic. think I'd say it now. So. <laughs> We do have a few super chats, uh, taboos, tidbits. Thank you for your super chat. Said Lakers shot 35 free throws and Suns shot five. That's crazy. You are absolutely right. That is crazy. Uh, Icon even says the same thing, too, in that super chat. Um, Icon with another super chat. Thank you for that one. Said one, Reggie Miller is the worst. Two, 35 to five, three free throws. Three throws. Free throws. (laughs) That's awesome. And three, that was the weakest break. Flagrant. I've ever seen. I can't read tonight, y'all. The <laughs> Fs right. are getting me. Oh. Words with Fs. <laughs> First off, I got a word with an F for Reggie Miller. You can figure out which one because he was defending <laughs> Pat Bev. So All I'm going to say on that is if there is anybody out there, and I'm looking at some of these media companies around here talking about Pat Bev being an enforcer or Pat Bev bodying somebody, if you think that was a positive, you have something wrong in your brain. Just... Go listen to Book's quote. That, that you'll know yeah. exactly why it wasn't those things. Uh, but the free throws. I mean, it, it was, again, you can say partially on the officiating. You could say partially on the Suns. I honestly, like more that we've talked about it and had these discussions, I just don't think that this team is built to get to the line. I, I, I just don't think that this, listen, I, I okay, 35 to 5 seems like a lot. But again, like I, I – I am. I'm right there with you, Lindsay. Like, you got to engage in contact a little bit more than you are. And you know, the the guys that can really drive home that point are guys like Da down low. You know what I mean? Like, you see Ad. Like, he's trying to draw a foul just about every single time he shoots or, or tries to drive. Like, that's what he does. Like, you you got to be more aggressive. And I think the Suns do a great job of getting their shots off, but not seeking contact as much yeah which is listen they make the shots and they keep the game flow going so to me i don't 
I don't really care about the free throw discrepancy unless it's just so egregious that I'm looking at these guys getting mugged every single time down the court and nothing's being blown. The 35 to 5 thing doesn't really matter to me as long as it's consistent. So I they won the game. They won easily and they made their shots and they got good shots at the basket and sometimes you just you don't get the calls. Look, I <laughs> I agree in a game where you're hitting your other shots, 35 to 5 doesn't matter. But at some point and multiple times this season, that's going to become the difference in games that you're giving up potentially 30 points to your opposition at the free throw line. I want the Suns listening to that song, let the bodies hit the floor before every game and start putting some bodies into other guys and creating that contact. They need to force that and yeah. force the issue because at some point that will cost them. And you know when that usually does? The freaking playoffs is when free throws and slowing the, the game down becomes a huge thing. And if they're having 30 free throw discrepancies in the playoffs, they're done. Listen, I want to sit here and be like, it's all the refs. It's all the refs wow. all the fucking time. But this has been the case for now going on three years. Fair. Like they, they just do not go to the free throw line very often. Um, and that's, you know, listen, that's as much on the players and their physicality as it is anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not always the refs. You got 85, 90 different referees in the league and they've all had turns at the suns. They can't all be wrong. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Andrew thinks otherwise. Andrew, thank you for your super chat said refs didn't want suns to win. It's obvious. So <laughs> Okay. I the other night, I was all in on the refs. There were a lot of bad calls. Mm -hmm. Tonight See, wasn't that Sometimes, though, sometimes you can blame the officials. Yes, sometimes, yeah. for sure. Tonight wasn't that night, though. Tonight was was the Suns not forcing the issue in a lot of ways. I will say, though, while, yes, you guys are absolutely correct. I'm in 100% agreement with you. I will say, though, you also have to take into account that superstars – like AD, like Giannis, like LeBron, they're going to get way more calls than anybody else in the league. Devin Booker's a superstar now. But Devin's not getting those calls no. just yet at that level. That's, He's not. That's the refs. Yes. Um. So Gerald is on his way, should be here in just a few minutes. Emma, you want to let me know how we feeling on that? Yes, ma'am. I just need Gerald to turn uh, his camera You'll know when on. he's here. Okay, so while we wait for Gerald to turn on his camera, let me set you guys up with all the information you need for Black Friday, okay? So first and foremost, our friends at More Furniture, they set up our studios here at PHNX. They have really great furniture, super comfortable, super beautiful. They have a Black Friday sale going on right now where you can save up to 50% off. Um, at your local Arizona More Furniture showroom. So check out morefurniture.com to preview daily deals this whole week leading up to Black Friday. Uh, I got a good Black Friday story. You want me to save it for Friday? Save it for Friday. Yeah, save it for Friday. Yeah, it's good. Remind me about okay, it. Okay, save so. it for Friday. So check them out if you are in the market for furniture. Now this one, obviously you guys need to listen with both ears on this one, okay? Up to 90% off everything 90. at... The PHNX Locker on Black Friday. Let me repeat, up to 90% off everything. And when you spend $75, you also get a $15 gift card. So head on over to the PHNX Locker. And uh, it's gonna the link's going to be in our description. Of course, it's all on our social media pages and everything of that sort. Start adding things to your cart. Like get ready for Black Friday now. This is a great way to check off 
so many people off of your Christmas list. It's like the easiest one-stop shopping for everybody on your list. Screw other people. Buy it all for yourself. You know you want the gear. I mean, that too. Go in there and stock up your own closet. <laughs> all right, Emma. We go with Gerald now? Yes, ma'am, we are. You ready for that intro? Let's go. Okay, ready That's for the intro. intro. In the darkness, <laughs> beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, New Hi, Gerald. Oh, the intimidating oh, camera angle today. Oh, it's the Totri angle again. Yeah. We're, we're, we're having some technical difficulties with the tripod, but it's all good. <laughs> hey, at least you're here. We appreciate the effort, Gerald. <laughs> don't don't lie. You were inspired by campaign when we talked to him, huh? <laughs> I'm just trying to match the energy of that intro. I feel like I just need to be looking down at something after that. <laughs> Gerald's like, I'm a giant and y'all are the best I must look down on you. <laughs> you will kneel before girth. All right, Gerald. So, of course, the first thing we got to talk to vision. you about is Pat Bev and the shenanigans towards the end of the game. I know that was talked about between Monty and the players. What did they have to say? Yeah, so I asked Monty about it because obviously this is the second time a Suns player has been shoved or bumped in the back by Pat Bev. And he was saying, he said the only word that he can think of to talk about it is silly. He said he thinks the league needs to take a serious look at this because of the pattern there, because it keeps happening to the Suns, um, and because Beverly continues to do this. Um, you know, he was saying the, kind of the same thing that Devin Booker was saying, like tensions are obviously going to flare. There's going to be trash talk in a game like this but he would prefer it be something where you say it to a player's face or get up in their chest like that instead of just shoving a guy from behind where he could get hurt and where he doesn't see it coming. Um, you know, obviously he played in the 90s, so he was saying, you know, this doesn't compare to some of the things that he's seen, obviously. Um, but he said it's about time the league takes a more serious look at this type of thing. Devin Booker was saying the same thing in his postgame interview on TNT, and then he reiterated it to me as well. Like, I would have a lot more respect for Patrick Beverly if he shoved him in the chest instead of waiting for his back to be turned. Um, and D.A. Was, was pretty composed in the locker room. You know, obviously in a situation like that when you get shoved and you don't know what happened, it'd be easy to get up and be inflamed. And he kind of, you know, he was obviously pissed when he got up off the ground. But he was saying that his teammates being right there for him and kind of ushering him back to the bench helped him keep his composure he said he's seen moments like this hundreds of times. CP was in a moment like that, obviously, and he's learned a lot from that because that's what Monty has kind of instilled in them. He said it bluntly, like, we've been embarrassed the last two years despite playing some of our best basketball over those two years. We have a much bigger long-term focus, so I'm not trying to do anything that's going to cost my team or cost me, you know, being on the court for my team uh, for a couple of games. So, Kind of a, a very mature approach from DA, especially after getting shoved in the back like that. Um, you know, he, he's very much in on the team aspect. And I know we've talked about, you know, his season and it being kind of disappointing, but uh, a real smart move there on his part not to escalate it further. Who, who's gonna, who's it going to be, Gerald? Who's going to be, who's going to be the one to take out Pat Bev next time these dudes square off? <laughs> who's it going to, who, who would your money be on? Low key, it might be on Devin Booker. I don't think he's going to do anything <laughs> to like actually take him out. But I think Book, you know, we've seen him commit some frustration fouls in the past. We've seen him shit talk and escalate things. Uh, we even saw it tonight a little bit. He thought he had that block on Austin Reeves, which is kind of what set that whole incident off. 
Uh, he was kind of staring him down and then DA came over and did the same. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they put Bev on Devin Booker next meeting and he hits a shot over him and has a lot to say about it afterward. Uh, I'm, my money's on Chris Paul. I do love that Monty used the word silly in description know, right? of it when it was horse shit, but that's all right. Uh, what else uh, What else did you hear out there in terms of, of the game tonight? Did you get any insight into Monty's rotations? They seemed interesting at times, and again, we didn't see Jock tonight. Right. There, were, there was no comment on Jock. We'll probably maybe talk to him about it at practice tomorrow. Um, you know, last game he offered up that it was – a rotation thing. It was an, a matchup thing. They wanted Biz's, you know, physicality against a very big front court. Um, and that could be the case again tonight. We don't know yet. Um, but he did say last game, it wasn't anything foundational tonight kind of contradicts that a little bit. So we'll follow up on that tomorrow. As far as Dwayne Washington Jr., it was because campaign was in foul trouble, but he did a really nice job in that fourth quarter, um, getting them a couple of buckets after a, a little bit more of a rough stint in the first half. He kind of kept them level when the Lakers were threatening to close the gap there. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a guy that can get a bucket. Monty was saying, you know, I don't worry about him being able to put the basketball in the hole. Like, we have to talk to him about a couple other things, like defensively, um, you know, playmaking here and there, but as far as being able to go out and score, they're very confident in his ability to do that still. Liz, our Australian contingent is very strong here, Gerald. Mm -hmm. We need mm -hmm. some reassurance on the fact that Jock Landale is going to see the court sometime soon. I, I Do you feel like he's like sliding down the depth chart or is this just, is this just something where, you know, these are the, the ebbs and flows of Monty-isms as we go through the season? I think it could be ebbs and flows, but it is something to definitely keep an eye on. It's not encouraging that he's missed the last two games or that he hasn't played the last two games. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. And I don't think he was playing that bad. I think it was the Warriors game the last time that he played where he came in and gave them pretty good minutes off the bench in that limited stint. I think it was third quarter. Um, but yeah, it, it is something to keep an eye on. I'm sorry I can't assure our Australian <laughs> contingent that everything's going to be fine. Some of your Gerald, I, I need you to get answers. <laughs> I need sorry. to press, press money. Just don't let him go until he gives us a legitimate answer. Or, or just check jock into the game yourself. Next time you're there, just go, go, okay. go. Uh, some of your girthlings are suggesting that we get Grace and Allen to take care of the Pat Bev problem. But. I mean, listen, you wouldn't have a problem with Pat Bev anymore. <laughs> That's that's turning a negative into a positive, I think. That's the best And it's way to one less it. person we got to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm here for it. <laughs> maybe maybe you got to lean into it. We're all in on the Grayson Allen train now. Yeah. You're here to take out Pat Bev and hit threes, and you're all out of threes right now. <laughs> uh, Gerald, anything else that you heard out there uh, in your talk with the team or uh, Monty? Not really. The biggest focus, obviously, was what happened near the end, and it's too bad because it was – a decent game, especially in the third, fourth quarter when the Suns finally decided to turn it on. Monty was saying their defensive rotations and communication wasn't great in the first half. Their connectivity, which is something we've talked about, trying to find that consistency with the new starting lineup. Um, but they did turn it around in the fourth quarter. I know a lot of people were down on DA's first half and first three quarters, but he came up in a big way in the fourth quarter, um, finished with a nice double-double. So, it's one of those things where we need to let a full game develop before we judge. I know he was kind of inactive in that first half, um, but there is time to turn it around, and the Suns are still 
rolling despite missing two starters. So those are and, just my thoughts. And you know what else, Gerald? Sometimes three if you count the first half. We got The Suns got a W, and I believe it is the 11th straight win over the Lakers. So yes. Pat Regular Bev season. may have shoved DA in the back, but we're uh, the ones who I, you are know what, you know what holding sign language, the Ws. You know what sign language is for 11? Is it really? No. I don't think that's true. No, that's not really (laughs) sign language for 11, Lindsay. (laughs) God. You speak sign language. I was trying to believe you. I had trust in you. Yes. Then you're you telling me yes. the truth. Yes. You go do that to a deaf when, person and see how when, that works when, out. When I told my dad my kids were 11 years old, I was like, Dad, they're 11 years old. I thought... I'm supposed to be the gullible one, Lindsay. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I didn't think I was going to get Lindsay on that. I didn't even try. It's so bad. <laughs> we should have just said yes and let her use it with somebody. Oh, you think I my would God. Use that? No. I'm like, yeah. Shoot. Oh. That was a good one, Saul. Oh, that was nice. You know uh, what it is? Because it's, it's 11.30 at night. I'm not sure, on my A yeah. game, y'all. Sure, you got, you got, you got girthed is what people are saying. I you know. Got listen, all I'm going to say is y'all are welcome because that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right, Gerald. Wow. <laughs> this is Gerald, hey. have a happy Thanksgiving. We appreciate all oh, the work God. you're doing. Uh, do you have another question? Well, I was just going to say, Lindsay, do you know how many points Austin Reeves and campaign had tonight? <laughs> 11! <laughs> uh, that's the thing now. We got to fucking do it. Anytime somebody gets a double single, we got to throw up the double digits. And you know what Jock's number is? <laughs> 11! <laughs> All right, guys, I, I really do have to go. My battery's only on 11. <laughs> Oh, Oh, Lindsay. Oh, Oh, Lindsay. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that was so perfect, you guys. I didn't think I was. That wasn't even my intent. So, that was. That's. You can't make sure. Oh Maybe that's why Jock picked that number. P H and X Suns, you just can't make this shit up. That's that's the phrase for the show now. Uh, yeah, you, you you want to go uh, go watch TNT? They ain't giving you the bird. That's what we do on Thanksgiving week. Oh my god! You want to tell us about the Underdog Fantasy app? Real quick? <laughs> yeah. There's an app. It's called Underdog. You said PHNX. Bet eleven dollars. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they've got a great, uh, a great deal right now. Uh, if you bet one dollar on their pick'em game uh, involving one Dak Prescott yeah. of the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and then you choose four other guys in the higher or lower. Uh, and you hit on that bet with $1, they're going to be $100. It's a 100-time boost. Usually it's 20-time boost. When you have a five-leg uh, five higher or lower in their pick you're going to get a 100-time boost. So uh, so I definitely go out there. It's just $1. Just go yep. download the dra- or the, uh, the Underdog. Underdog Fantasy Sports app. <laughs> one, of those, one of those days. Uh, download the Underdog Fantasy app. Use that promo code <laughs> PHNX. Put in one dollar in the app, and you could win a hundred just by picking five things right. You just gotta go higher or lower. 
easiest game you can play uh, and and get $100 out of it. It's well worth it. In addition to that, though, so this is like you just got to place $1 down, right? You just got to put $1 down. One buck. You get 100 times. You could win $100. And on top of that, if you sign up with the code PHNX, Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. So we're talking about potentially getting $200 in your first go on the Underdog Fantasy app. I'm just saying, just something that you definitely easy. want to do. Lindsay, you know what time it is? Is it 11? <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. I don't want to oh, do it. Oh, come on. We missed 11. Also, Josh Hunt, you almost got me. You almost got me, buddy. Uh, when <laughs> what did he, he, say? He, he said one of the guys. No, no, go back down. Oh, he said one of the guys in the chat is the type of guy who uses both feet on the, for the pedals when driving. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So you guys. Repix, the 614, uh, and Josh have been going back and forth. It's been kind of funny to watch. Nice, to be honest with you. nice. All right. Well, oh, um, is there anything else from tonight's game? Just everyone stay tuned. I have We have a really special surprise for you to close the show. Um, you don't yeah, want to miss it. Uh, not, not from tonight's game, but uh, obviously uh, where we – have a, a nice little thing for everybody are we doing that now or no at the very very end the campaign oh no I oh yeah that. so <laughs> we talked to campaign yesterday we did. and uh we asked him a whole bunch of cool things and, some of uh, the questions you asked yes yeah, some of them you guys asked yeah for sure um and we have a clip of one of those little pieces really man locking into the film um really really watching film more and kind of and kind of reading defenses more uh cc is really good in reading uh, like defensive coverages, and uh, since 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 uh, he's been out, he's really been talking to me about the low man, how to see the low man a little bit easier uh, for the lives for DA or even for a corner three. Uh, so just constantly locking in on the film part of my game, uh, I think it's just been helping me a lot, and it'll help me for the long haul. So if you want to see more of that interview, uh, check it out tomorrow. It'll be on our YouTube. It'll also be on our uh, audio podcast uh, feeds. So please check it out. 3 p.m. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. He was great. He was funny. Uh, we had a great time with him. Uh, and, and then obviously uh, we're leading into Thanksgiving. And I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to all of you and your families. I hope it's a, a nice and restful one. And you get all the nice food that you want to eat. Uh, and Happy thanks for giving to you guys. Happy I'm Thanksgiving. definitely very thankful that you guys are here. Uh, it makes my job uh, very, very fun, and it keeps me on my toes because I never know when somebody's going to throw up a double finger and <laughs> just lose it. Is that really the sideline? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. I want to give thanks to the Girthlings. They did what we asked, so they uh, they get what they, oh, they wow. deserve here. Oh, wow. We get two surprises or two exciting things at the end of the show. Mm, or yes. three. The Phoenix oh, Suns. Man. I thought you were going to do a new team. one. Oh, you want a real one? Nobody wants the one. Cookie Monster oh. anymore. You want a new voice? Or I just... thought that's what you said. Or was you? Or did you just say another one? I Maybe said that another one. Okay. I no, can do, do it ASMR for real. Do it for real. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the Western Conference. Suck it, Pat Bev. Suck it, Jazz. Suck it, Warriors. Suck it, Lakers. Hey, oh, there you go. Thanks for getting us to the like mark to get that. What are, are we calling this a battle cry? I, we're calling I it. A, uh, I don't know. What we, 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 we need we'll a name. Loses his shit. I yeah. don't know. I'm gonna say a battle cry for tonight uh, from Espo. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. 
Um, Espo, I'm going to take us home tonight, okay? Okay, that's fine. All right, okay. so you can follow. We won't, we won't have a live show tomorrow, and we won't have a live show on Thursday. We're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, but like Saul said, we have the campaign interview ready to go for you guys tomorrow. Espo said 3 p.m. on YouTube. You can also find it wherever you listen to your podcast. Until we see you on Friday, have a happy Thanksgiving. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. And remember. This is the Lakers suck yesterday. They suck again today. Play it again. Hey, yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo.